peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Sometimes when you think you something, simple verses will let you know that you are not as smart as you think you are. And this is definitely one of those times. I don't know if sometimes I look maybe a little too deeply into stuff and it's more simple. That's probably what it is. But I definitely was looking at a verse today and I was like, huh, I may not be as wise and as smart as I assumed I was. Surprise, surprise. Anyway, without further ado, John chapter 14, verse 10. Let's get into this. All right. So the Lord Jesus Christ says, Believe, believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. But of the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. The reason this was said, if you remember, in verse verse nine or verse eight, go to verse eight and verse nine. So Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me? Uh, Philip, he that hath seen me hath seen the father and how sayest thou show us the father. So what he's pretty much telling Philip is you should know exactly who I am. This like this should be no surprise and no shock to you. And I want to go back to the the gospel of john same book the gospel of john chapter one and verses one through um three now i've said this before and i want to say this again and reiterate this there is many times where you see a verse the bible says something it's hard to wrap your brain around and i'm going to reiterate the fact that it's hard to wrap your brain around does not change the fact that this is true, right? So one of the things that I used to get hung up on was the Lord Jesus Christ, 100% man, 100% God. How does this work? He's manifest on earth. There's God in heaven. And, you know, my brain is like in a wet noodle and I can't understand what's going on. Sometimes I think I have a better grasp of that now than I did before. But sometimes there's things that the Bible says, again, You see it, it's clear, it says it, and you can't wrap your brain around it. Just rest on that until you can wrap your brain somewhat around what's going on. But anyway, in the uh, Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, this is kind of honestly what helped me wrap my brain around this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word 
was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now let that sink in. The Bible says the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You've probably read past this verse several times, and you probably never really thought about it. But th this really answers the question, well, the Lord Jesus Christ, 100% man, 100% God, how does this work? He's God, the Holy Spirit's God, God the Father's God, he's manifest on earth, God in heaven. How does all that work? Well, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God and with God at the same time, perfect unity. And in this same chapter, chapter one of the Gospel of John, the Bible says in the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hard to wrap your brain around sometimes, but it is what it is and it says what it says. Again, we're going to go to the Gospel of John chapter 10 and verse 30. So let me get there. Gospel of John chapter 10 verse 30. I and my father are one. So one of the reasons I, I, I believe he said that to Philip is because Philip heard this, right? They heard these things. The Lord Jesus Christ maybe didn't say it in the exact same words, but he said very similar things. And Philip should have known who he is. And this is, I, I don't normally do this, but I want to read this same verse out of a couple different translations because sometimes, you know, there's some people that maybe they, they just adhere to one translation or they think one might be wrong or they don't trust one or over the other. But the translations, although there's, there's certain times where things are worded a little differently but mean the same thing, this is one of the times where this translation is pretty much verbatim across many translations. But anyway, I want to let me transition here and go to another Bible app. Let me get there. Safari don't start, start acting crazy on me. And I want you to see, see what the Bible says here. All right, there we go. All right. So, um, this is the NIV, um, the gospel of John, Chapter 10 and verse 30. I and the Father are one. Let's look at the Amplified Version, which the Amplified Version tends to be a little different because it, it kind of, I, I think I'd say the Amplified Version expounds on a verse. I and the Father are one. And then on the side, it has a little note pretty much that says, in essence and nature. Okay, let's go to the English Standard Version, John ten thirty. For those who are watching uh, the video and not just listening, I and the Father are one. Let's go. Let's see what other what other, what other versions can we go to? Let's go to. Let me think. I'm trying to think of what version is, is mostly used by people. Let's see. The New Living Translation. I think that's one that, 
that people use a lot. Let me get to it. New International Version or International New Living Translation. John 10, 30. The Father and I are one. Slightly different, but same exact meaning, just worded slightly differently. So again, this is one of those instances where the Bible says what it says, and even across many translations, they agree. So now when you go back to what he said to Philip, let's go back to, uh, where was I at? 1010, uh, or verse 80 said, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? And in verse 10, where we started off, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the father and the father in me, or else believe, believe me for the very works. So he's, he's telling them. Believe, believe me and believe what I'm telling you. I and the father are one. And if you won't accept that, accept the works that you see me do in the gospel of John, again, chapter five and verse, where's I going? Verse 36. This is what was said about those works, but I have greater witness than that of John for the works which the Father hath given me to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. If you remember, there was a point where John the Baptist had some doubt and he sent one of his disciples to ask the Lord Jesus Christ, are you the one or should we wait for another? The Lord Jesus Christ did some miracles and he sent the disciples, uh, John's disciples back to him and said, you tell him what you have seen because the Lord Jesus Christ knew that John would understand the implication of the works that he had done. I think, I think it would be hard for a biblically rational person to deny Christ after seeing his works during this time, I think anybody that was that was vaguely familiar with their with their Old Testament, that was vaguely familiar with the prophecies of the coming Messiah, were to see the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what what uh, I believe it was Nicodemus, what he said. We know that thou art a teacher come from God. No man can do these miracles unless God be with him. They knew his works testified of him. And this is what he's telling. He's telling Philip, if you're not going to believe what I'm saying, look at the works that I've done. And you tell me if, if you believe this is inconsistent with God. There's only one conclusion you would come to. This is absolutely 100% consistent with God. Um, 
Verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, um, the works that, uh, let me, let me back up. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. Now, this is this was one of those simple verses I was talking about. It says what it says. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I know that there is a, a belief system today where people are very, um, uh, very loose and very liberal. And when I when I say liberal, I mean it in a true sense of that word. They're they're very, um, yeah, loose with with the idea uh that the Lord Jesus Christ espoused in this verse. Now, no doubt healing happens, miracles happen. But the problem I have with people that take this verse and that are very liberal with it, and the Lord Jesus Christ is actually going to deal with this in the coming verses, is that the focus should always be reaching people with the gospel. And what I found more often than not, is when people are real liberal with the the healing and and all of this stuff like this it's normally really has nothing to do with God the Bible or Christ they're just seeking glory themselves that's that's at least what i've found and and i think a lot of that is false um in verse 13 he says and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will i do that the father may be glorified in the son. Now, this is one of those times where I'll say you got to put your thinking caps on. And this is what I mean by you got to put your thinking caps on. There's, I have heard many things over the years. I've heard people say a lot of things that's just like, man, that's very far from what the Bible says. If you believe that this verse means that you can ask God for somebody to fornicate with, I've got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. That is not what this is saying. And this is this is why when you read your Bible, you got to put your thinking cap on and you got to you got to put two and two together and compare the Bible with the Bible. Right. And he even clarifies. But before I get there, I want to read something out of the book of James, chapter four, verses one through three from whence come wars and fightings among you come they not hence even of your own lusts that war in your members ye lust and have not ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain ye fight and war yet uh yet ye have not because ye ask not now remember what he said about asking right but now look at what's said next Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. And I'll read verse four. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, when you look at that verse, you would think from reading that verse in the Gospel of John that whatever you ask for, you're going to get. Right. But he just said right here, ye ask and receive not. Why? Because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. 
Can you ask for something that's against God and not receive it? Absolutely. That word amiss means wrong, faulty, out of order, improper, um, in a faulty manner, contrary to propriety, truth, law, or morality. The Greek word there is kakos. It is uh, miserable to be ill improperly, wrongly, to speak ill of, revile one. So he's saying here, yo, you you asking and you're not receiving because the things that you're asking for are contrary to God. You're not asking for this for the right reason. So the reason I went there is I I I believe what the Lord Jesus Christ said. The Lord Jesus Christ said, you'll do greater miracles than these. I believe miracles do happen. But I, I think we live in a day where people have sensationalized everything. So in, instead of seeking God, people are seeking sensationalism and seeking miracles absent of God. And that's why I believe a lot of what we see in the world today when it comes to miracles and things like that, I think a lot of this is, is smoke and mirrors and false. But in verse 14, here's what's interesting. He says, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. But he directly follows that with, if ye love me, ye will keep my commandments. Now ask yourself this question, a person who loves God and is keeping God's commandments, are they going to ask for something that's contrary to God? Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. The Bible says the two greatest commandments. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ was asked, what are the two greatest commandments? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is like unto it, love thy neighbor as thyself. If you are adhering to those two commandments, so Lord Jesus Christ just said, if ye love me, you will keep my commandments. Will not the things you ask for be in line with that? Will it be selfish? Will it be immoral? Will it be against the Bible? Nah, I don't think so. And, and I think with a lot of this modern day healing, and miracles and all of that stuff, again, I am not against any of this stuff. The Lord Jesus Christ said what he said. Miracles do happen. Great works do happen. But I think a lot of what is pushed today is miracles and great works and signs and wonders. I think a lot of it is false. I think as as the as the young people say, I think a lot of these people are capping. I don't I don't think this stuff is is reality. I think people are seeking after signs and wonders and it has absolutely nothing to do with God. I've seen these videos of, of different, you know, air quote ministries where a person will touch a person's head on stage and they'll fall backwards. Person will come up in a wheelchair and he'll, you're healed and they'll get up and, and walk away. A lot of that stuff, in my opinion, is smoke and mirrors. I'm not saying that that stuff can't happen because the Lord Jesus Christ just said that miracles will happen. And we see where Peter did similar things in the book of Acts. Good book to read through. But I think a lot of this stuff is false. Because it's not centered around Christ. 
and is not centered around loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.